gentlemen, it's the fan check down on the Sportsnet radio network. Matt Marchese, Donovan Bennett with you here. The fan checkdown is presented by ProLine Plus, the only sports book where 100% of the profits go back to Ontario. Do we call this the go home show? Like before Super Bowl? I mean, that's a wrestling term. The go home show. You're not a wrestling guy, right? Were you, were you ever a wrestling guy? As a kid. Who was your favorite wrestler? This is, we're already starting off topic, but what else is new? As a Canadian, it's got to be Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, he was my favorite growing up, too. I mean, but there's different eras, right? As a real young kid, you know, depending on how old you are, you had your Hulk Hogan phase, right? I, so the Hulkamania thing Come was, on, brother. <laughs> was before I was born. Uh, no, but, so no sorry. Just, no. So hold so on. No, he's aging me. No, no, saying. hold on. Not before I was born, but I was very young. Eat your vegetables, brother. You got it. You gotta eat your vitamins. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I was a Bret Hart guy. The excellence of execution. Yep. And then, it, and then it was the ad. Boston were you, Crab. Were you? It's bad I would do that to my younger brother. No, because I did it too. And there's a significant age gap between my brother and I, so I dominated. Um, were you? Did you like wrestling in the Attitude Era, like the Stone saw, Cold and the Rock? Definitely and, the Stone Cold guy. Okay. You know, definitely was smelling what the Rock was cooking. <laughs> But then also, you know, a little Degeneration X. Yeah. Yeah, you know, big fan of DX. May have told people to. Yep, in the hallway at school. <laughs> just got to punctuate it. Uh, but yeah. uh, that was, that was, that was a, a very specific era in time. It was. Uh, stuff that you could not get away with now. No. Um, no. Rightly or wrongly. Are you, are you still a wrestling person? I, I know what's going on. But I don't. I don't sit and watch Raw or SmackDown. I just don't have the. I don't have the bandwidth, and I don't have the time. It's the the. I was gonna say male soap opera, but that's not even true because no, I, that's the it, NFL. Yeah, true. Or or NBA. Uh, yeah, the NBA. NBA Twitter, well. not even the games. We don't care yeah. about the games. <laughs> Nobody cares about the trades, acquisitions, and and beef. I was gonna say the male soap opera, but there are many women who enjoy wrestling WWE, and so that, that's actually not accurate. But but it is. Predominantly male. Well, I was going to say it is like a soap opera in that whether what your show was Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, Young and the Restless, you in my could house. miss determine the unit of time, eighteen days, eighteen months, eighteen years, and come back, and it's like, oh yeah, I kind of know what's going on. Yeah, you still know Victor Newman is in charge. You don't have to binge and catch up. And so I, I feel wrestling is somewhat similar. Maybe some new. Characters, some new belts, but ultimately you, you, you get the program. For sure. Uh, there's lots of drama as it pertains to the Super Bowl. And we will talk about the Hall of Fame inductees. We'll just go through the list of, of who was named if, if anybody missed it. Um, there was WrestleMania for Super Bowl characters. Mm. Who, like a cage match. Like who's the last person standing in the ring? It's got to be an offensive. Hell in the cell. It's got to be an offensive lineman. Does it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think stamina is part of this conversation. I know, but they're big and mean and nasty. A lot of them, like, I don't know. Like Brock Purdy's not winning a hell in the cell. I, I got three candidates. Okay, Travis Kelsey's got to be up there. No, no. Oh, jo- oh, George Kittle is at the top of the list. Yes. Yeah, George Kittle's at the top of. The list. I, I, I apologize. George Kittle. Yeah. Debo Samuel. Okay. Chris Jones. Okay. I could see that. You don't want a little Nick Bosa action in there? No. You know Nick Bosa's grandfather 
great grandfather was connected, right? To wrestling? To connections, Donovan. I, I think I, about I, the last name. Think about what us us Italians are usually affiliated with. Good food. Sure. We'll go with that one. Good food. <laughs> Lance, he owned a deli? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he owned a fruit stand <laughs> or a concrete company. That's, I mean, that's where you can make, anyway, we're, we've gone down the rabbit hole here. Um, so the drama with the Niners continues as they were woken up by a fire alarm in their hotel. And as Adam Schefter tweeted, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, and other 49ers were upset that the fire alarm went off in their hotel. I'm pretty sure everyone on the 49ers was upset. I don't think you needed to ask that question. Hey, text me. Hey, Christian, how do you feel about being woken up by an alarm? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, it was right at the perfect time. I needed to get up. I needed to take a vitamin. Get out of here. Everyone was, even the patrons that were staying there that aren't part of the Niners were pissed off. I promise. Juwan Jennings was like, meh, meh, whatever. It happens. Could you imagine if it was in the Chiefs hotel? You'd be like, Kadarius Tony, how do you feel? Uh, it doesn't matter to me because I'm not playing on Sunday. <laughs> how long before would Patrick Mahomes have blamed the refs for that? <laughs> Probably. You'd call Josh Allen at that moment. Yeah. Like, you'd wake your, him up. See, they did it again. How long before the real conspiracy theories float that this is A, the NFL, because they're on Team Patrick Mahomes, on Teams Swift, or B, this is the power of the Swifties. Like, no matter what happens, they you are going to... You think they did it? No, of course, I don't think that. I'm just asking let you, it, how long Let the record state that, Donovan does not think the Swifties hit the fire. Of course not. I Imagine mean, if you're on a heater at the blackjack table or at the craps table and somebody does that. I would fight them immediately. Immediately. How long before you move? Because there <laughs> is the, you, you look to the left, look to, is everyone else leaving? Do I have to leave? Is this a drill? Okay, so. That may or may not happen at this workplace where it's like, how long do I have to okay, wait so that, I, have to, <laughs> I have to go to the place where we stand outside in the cold? So um, a little peek behind the curtain here. We have a lot of fire drills here, it, apparently. I, we've had a good run where we haven't had one for a while. Oh, no, no. The, the, there was one day you weren't here oh, that there was one. So I you missed mistaken. it. You missed it. And the sound started to come into this studio during the break, which I was like, uh, I don't know if we could turn that off. Actually, Lance, you weren't here that day either. So it was myself and Andrew Adams. And we're looking at it going like, I don't know how to turn this thing off. So in this room. Um, so we have a lot of those. And we do that a lot where we're just like, you know what? We're the last radio in this building is the last line of defense. The entire building is gone and we're sitting here doing shows until somebody says, no, 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 there's a real fire. And then you're like, oh, now we got to leave. It's, it's wild. It's wild. I'm always thinking like, I don't want to be the one where I stayed clearing out my inbox, get inbox zero and the building is actually on fire. Like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be that person. But, yeah, I, I it's not, we didn't hear, it's like we don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> we probably shouldn't be talking about that either. But here, anyway, here we are. So last night, we had the NFL honors. Uh, we found out who the Hall of Fame inductees were. Um, mixed results from both of us. Although yeah. we had one on 
um, one that did not make both of our lists that got in and one that was a lock for both of us that did not get in. That's right. So the list is Dwight Freeney. He gets in. Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, Patrick Willis, the senior committee inducts Steve Mongo McMichael and Randy Gratishar. So Dwight Freeney was the one that we did not have. What was your reaction when you did not see Antonio Gates' name called? I, I thought it was a mistake. Yeah, like, I, like, I hold on. Did we check? Did somebody write this incorrectly on the ballot? No, I had Freeney. Did you have well, Freeney? I had Freeney going in. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. But you didn't have Patrick Willis. I did not have Patrick <laughs> Willis. I, and, and I heard about it. Uh, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. like it. I and, like it. Uh, and I was happy to see that he got in. And I was happy that my guy, Devin Hester, got in. And he's only my guy because I campaigned for him as a returner. Yes. And there there has been, I mean, you could make the case that Cordero Patterson is the only guy with any, any being remotely close to Devin Hester. And, and Cordero Patterson didn't, re-kick, uh, didn't return punts. Not, not like Devin Hester. Dante Hall, a little human joystick. Yeah, Dante Hall is pretty good. But again, not of the same level as Devin Hester. No. Like Devin Hester was awesome. So congratulations to all that that got in. Uh, we also had the awards last night. And, you know, you and I gave out our list. Um, Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. No, 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 no. Steven Stefanski. Did you not see that? No, I did not. When they when they actually announced. I did not see that part. Oh, yes. When they, when they <laughs> announced who, who won. And the name of the actor escapes me. Uh, that but, did it? Yes, but uh, he, he he said Steven Stefanski, and then he quickly corrected himself. Did they? Uh, who was it? I'm looking here. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know who that. I know who the actor is. You know him by face. Not I know him by face, not by name. That's how important he is. Anyway, um, they couldn't get anybody else. Uh, that's what happens when you don't pay top dollar, Donovan. Although I, they are, they got skits. They got they had Roger Goodell disappearing in a magic trick, and of Barry course Sanders uh, showed up there. They are slowly trying to make it the NFL ESPYS. Yeah, for sure they are. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year was also. Oh, okay, actually, let's before we get to that, Kevin Stefanski. It was a tie, but That's he right. had one more first, first place, place vote than D'Amico Ryan's, who you and I both had. Winning that one. Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year, and there were a lot of people that were like, mm, probably shouldn't have gone to did, TJ Watt. Did you watch the last third of the year? Because Miles Garrett, after injury, was not the same player. Yeah. It, nor was that defense nearly the same. It just seemed like we needed to give the Browns something. Well, they gave the Browns everything, apparently. The Browns and the Texans were the ones running the ship here. I mean, so Christian McCaffrey wins Offensive uh, Player of the Year. Nobody was surprised by that. C.J. Stroud wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Nobody's surprised by that. Will Anderson wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Nobody's surprised by that. Back-to-back years, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year from the same team. Last year was the Jets. Yeah. This year, the Texans. And back-to-back years, Offensive Player of the Offensive Rookie of the Year from the the Ohio State University. That's right. Garrett Wilson last year. They, I, I think they've got a run of a couple years where they've had the offense, uh, where they've had a Rookie of the Year. Yeah. How about um, comeback player of the year? Probably the most shocking one of all of them. Somebody, somebody said in uh, one of my group chats said, "Well, stats are, you know, are a thing." I was like, "The man died on the field and came back and played. There should be no argument here. 
this should you and I said it. This wasn't a, there. This wasn't a conversation, but apparently it was. You know what? I think he had it, but when they faked a punt and he didn't get the first down in the playoffs, Demar Hamlin lost. It. That was like, like fourth and four. <laughs> that was the stupidest call. I don't care if there's eight guys on the field. You don't do that. Bad decisions all around. What else is new with the Buffalo Bills? And MVP, I mean, I I said it should have been Josh Allen. I knew it was going to be Lamar Jackson. Well, did you see the vote count? I did. It Your was boy, Josh Allen was way down. Yeah. It, second was Dak Prescott. You know why he was way down there? Because again, people do not they look at the they look at the number of interceptions and like, oh, he had a bad, he didn't have a great year. Well, not all interceptions are created equally. We know that. But again, if you do your research, you would also know that. But whatever. So that was last night. The bi- the biggest winner of NFL honors last night was, in my opinion, Kirk Cousins. His dance moves out on the out on the floor, and he's like, "Hey, my leg's fine. Anybody wants to come pay me? Let's go." Kirk Cousins is ready. Um, has there ever been? A, a player, I guess specifically a quarterback, because they're the ones with the most attention, that has had the perception of him change so drastically over the course of a couple of years, like Kirk Cousins. And I go back to, you know, that that moment in Washington that you like that, to appearing in uh, the Netflix series Quarterback, which nobody wants to do. And now this. Like, Kirk Cousins has become one of the most well-liked players in the NFL. Like, universally. My mind goes to Michael Vick, who was the most popular person in the sport, to toxic and canceled to comeback player. So he, he would be one. But no, it's tough to find someone whose level of play has been relatively flat, if not maybe ascending slightly, but their perception, as you point out, is much, much different. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, wherever he lands, I think is going to be, I think he ends up in a fun spot. Atlanta. Atlanta is the one for me. Get in those skill like, position players. Yeah, and then we'll see what happens. Because they already have a decent defense in that division, as we know, is not very good. He'd be the new Matt Ryan. would be perfect. I, I mean, I guess Matt Ryan, I'm trying to think of Matt Ryan and the weapons that he had. I mean, there was the, you know, you had the Julio Jones and Roddy White and was Michael Turner on that team too? The burner, Michael Turner. Right? So, like, he had some some weapons. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, before we get into some Super Bowl stuff here, uh, as we kind of cross the T's and dot the I's. I almost said cross the I's and dot the T's. That probably wouldn't have gone over very well. You can do that if you want. I mean, we could try. Uh, Mike Zimmer, hired by your Dallas Cowboys. Like, don't like. All the same, don't care. But both, I do like it. I think he's a good coach. Uh, I, I don't care because throw Rex Ryan, Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera in a hat, kind of the same. All have had coaching experience. All have been good defensive coordinators, all old. I'm surprised Wink Martindale wasn't in that conversation. He lands in Michigan, by the way. Yeah. As their defensive coordinator. The I, Selfishly, just for... You talk about drama, the drama. I wanted Rex Ryan because quotes would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Him and Jerry Jones would be amazing. Remember, Rob Ryan was was the defensive coordinator coordinator in Dallas and had some Mm -hmm. success there. And remember, part of the legacy of his father, Buddy Ryan, 
is he literally, during a game, walked up and punched the offensive coordinator <laughs> in the face. And try and tell me that wouldn't have come full circle with him walking up to Mike McCarthy and being like, what are you doing? Why is our running back, running back snapping the ball in a high leverage moment? So the interesting thing with this one was I was kind of surprised that they brought in a former head coach. Because it, all it does is just add to the drama and the questions about Mike McCarthy. Or it's a guy who they look at and say, well, he's just going to jump in after we fire Mike McCarthy. As Tony Kornheiser often says, follow the money. This is why you bring in a former head coach. One, they've made a lot of money. Two, in the case of Ron Rivera, they're still being paid as a head coach by their former team. Mike McCarthy, your current head coach, has one year left on his deal. If you were a, a rising coordinator, you're not coming to Dallas for one year, not knowing what's going to happen afterwards. And if you are, you're going to ask for two or three or four years on your deal. And would Jerry Jones want to necessarily do that? No. Mike Zinner just, just wants to coach ball at this point. I think the difficulty with Rex Ryan is he would have to leave ESPN money on the table to be a coordinator. And for him, would that make sense? Again, when the head coach only has one year left on his deal. But for someone like Ron Rivera, he's being paid by Washington. So whether he's there for one year or three, doesn't matter. And I think Zimmer, you know, tragically, his wife passed, you know, some years back. He's kind of said, I just want to coach ball. Like, that's yeah. my therapy. And so he's back in the NFL uh, and, and getting to do it. Well, it'll be a very interesting one. Um, so this game here. We're gonna we're gonna kind of talk around it. We're gonna do some, you know, football stuff, whatever. But um, what are your plans for the Super Bowl? I have children, mm -hmm. Matt, and so Same. my plan is to get them to sleep as fast as possible so that I can <laughs> actually enjoy the game. I don't know how much of the pregame I'm gonna be able to consume. But you're not going anywhere. You're at home. No, I'll be writing a story actually for uh, Sportsnet that's a ranking. The top Super Bowl commercial, something I do every year. Oh, nice. So if, if you got any that you like, feel free to hit me up. Send me the YouTube link. Hit me up. Get in my mentions. But I'll, I'll be working. I'll be writing as I watch to file that as soon as the game is over. But I'll be watching. Wife has already hit me up saying, you know, she's going to do the grocery of the Super Bowl snacks. Nice. So again, hit me up if, if there's something you think we need to consume. But yeah, no watching from home, surround sound on, in my favorite spot on the couch. You? Uh, I'm going down the street to uh, Buddy's house. There's a couple of us that are getting together for that. Um, we all have daughters, so they will all be playing together around 5 o'clock, tire themselves out, and I know mine will be going to bed around 7. My wife is already, you know, she doesn't really care about it, so she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll put her to bed. She's going to go home and... She'll probably go to sleep at like eight o'clock because well, there's nothing else to do because she's probably not watch. She'll watch the Super Bowl, but like it'll be like white noise. So we'll see. Uh, we got a guest on the line here. We're going to call him the Super Bowl halftime props expert. Are we going to call him that or is that what he calls himself? Well, we'll see after he's done if that's what we're going to call him going forward. This okay. is a guy who produced uh, our gambling show for the longest time here on the Sportsnet Radio Network, Mark Boffel, uh, did Inside the Lines, and he joins us now. Boff, how are you doing, bud? Good, guys. Just gearing up for the Super Bowl. Thanks a lot for having me on. 
So this guy comes in yesterday. So Boffo Hank Boffo was, you know, was helping out with the Raptor show. He produces Blair and Barker. And he comes in and he's like, uh, he's like, he was basically, a, you know, spewing his knowledge about Usher. Okay. And I was like, okay. Usher Raymond, he, he's, he's, he knows, he has a, a very good idea about Usher's catalog here. So, okay. So, Mark, when but we. Boffo, how old are you? I'm in my mid-30s, Donovan. <laughs> oh, he gave us just a general range. Okay, I like it. Because, you know, Usher, that's that's way back. If he's in his mid-30s, his first Usher experience was, what, late elementary school? Early oh, high school? Yeah. So yeah, I'd say that's accurate. You know, I'd say... Uh, I'd say around the uh, the release of the My Way album, DJ, and then followed up by like his appearance in the movie The Faculty, like a <laughs> maybe like a 1998 sort of sort of drop there. These are things that I have no idea about, so I'm glad that both of you guys can talk about it because I have no idea what you're referencing. I know one is an album and one is a movie. Obviously, I've not listened to or seen either of them. This is great analysis. <laughs> this is what I expected. Okay, so let's talk about the halftime show. Um, yeah, let's do it. So. You were giving, so, you know, give us your knowledge of Usher and, you know, maybe what song he might lead with. Because if I'm not mistaken, Yeah is the is the lead right now. It's the heavy, heavy favorite, um, but it could be the one that he finishes with because um, that would also be a great finisher. True. Also, true. Uh, Mark was giving some knowledge and dropping some knowledge on who may be a person who appears with Usher. Bob, give us give us your take on the opening, closing song, and potentially who could be appearing with Usher. All right. So, first of all, Maddie, you're absolutely right. Yeah, big tune, probably biggest song of that year when it came out. Confessions album. I mean, we don't have to go into too much detail, but huge album. That song to me is it's an opener or a closer. There's no in between. It's it's a huge tune, and I think it's going to be the closer. I would just if you're a betting if you're a betting person and you want to lay a little bit of cash down, I would put it I would lean towards the the closer, just a big, you know, a big number to close out the halftime show. That's interesting. In terms of in terms of guests, I don't know if you can find a prop online. I don't know what's, you know, see what's out there, but Little John obviously big feature on Yeah, also Las Vegas resident. Super Bowl in Las Vegas, not a big uh, not a big trip for him to get down to uh, Allegiant Stadium. If there's a prop where you can see something where, you know, little John to join in or, you know, it, you know, over under on guests or something to join Usher on stage, I think uh, that might be something you could look at. I like it. He's given us proximity as well. It, it, little John also already in the Apple commercial with uh, Ludacris where they have evidently lost Usher. I don't know what the line is on them finding Usher before the halftime show, but I'm pretty sure we'll be able to find him. Here's a question. You talked about his catalog and his features. Uh, Little John, Ludacris, they are collaborators with him more than once. Lover and Friends, also a big tune. Given that they have another song with Usher, does that make you believe it's more or less likely yeah, which I assume he'll bring them out for, is that the front end or the back end of the performance? Good question. Okay, so DJ, I love that question. That's why, uh, you know, from 1 to 10, this segment's a certified 20. But, <laughs> but 
I think we're gonna look. I think we gotta look more at the closer. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna go back to uh, you know the the Rams Bengals Super Bowl in uh, in L.A. All of the artists came together at the end, one big number at the end. They were all congregated. They all had their own, you know, individual performances, but then they all joined together at the end. I could see that kind of happening, the collaboration at the end with, you know, some of the features happening. Pretty good, eh? This guy, so there, is, there is one thing that I know about Mark Boffel. He has all the pop culture references and all the liners. Like, he never ceases to amaze me. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. So, now... Uh, the the prop that is going around um, total songs the number is set at eight and a half. Now it varies. It depends on how many people come out. Um, what which way would you be leaning in terms of songs? Because he's only got thirteen minutes. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing, guys. Is Usher is also also does a residency in Vegas or I don't know if it's still going on but he did up to a few months ago so he's somebody that can he he's experienced now at kind of you know shortening up songs transitioning into the next one whatever I would actually go over eight and a half I've seen this number as high as ten and a half some places so if you're seeing it at eight and a half I would tend to lean the over before honestly I I'll be impressed if it's over eight and a half because I feel like that is a lot of songs to kind of mix in and out here, but he's experienced. Like I said, he's got the residency. So I would lean over the eight and a half there. And I just want to go back to the opening song. Speaking of the residency, he's been opening up his residency with my way. Song. So if he's, if he's tailoring, if he's tailoring his halftime show to be anything like his Vegas residency, that might be the play for a uh, first song of the uh, halftime show. Love the research. B by the way, you said tailoring in there. Could you oh, see gosh. a Taylor Swift appearance on stage with Usher? I'm going to say absolutely not there. I think that's, uh, to be honest with you, Matt, if you could find that anywhere, I, th I think that's free money. I, I think that would be juiced pretty hard. But, you know, she's going to let uh, Usher do his thing. There's rumors that she had actually turned down the halftime show, so I don't think she wants to be too associated with it. She's going to leave. Uh, she's going to leave the spotlight to uh, her man Travis Kelsey, and she'll be cheering him on in uh, in the suite. If I had to, and she won't be leaving the suite until perhaps on the field after the game. I love this. Everything about this. This is this is the best piece of journalism I've heard in a long time. <laughs> it, 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 look at the fine print, though, because appearance. An appearance on stage is two different things. Two different things, yeah. They will cut to her in the suite. 100%. No, no question. But but she will not be taking the freight elevator down and performing with him. Also, Buffalo, I will say you swayed me because I was going under a number of songs because Usher has a lot of ballads, and that does, might not play in a massive stadium. So does he have enough high-energy songs? However, what did Usher release just days before his performance? He has a new tour. And he's got uh, two shows in Toronto. And if we remember Rihanna's performance, the takeaway afterwards was, man, I forgot she had so many hits. So I think Usher is on a mission to remind people, like, this is the breadth of my catalog. Because some people in some places, maybe not as excited for him being the halftime show. I think he, this is a statement game for Usher Raymond. I couldn't agree more. New album out as well. Uh, his team and himself know what they're doing, uh, getting this halftime show at the time that they're getting it at. And yeah, he's going to be p performing some classics. He's going to be, 
And that's the other thing, too, that I think might put over the songs, got the new album out. He might mix in, you know, one or two new songs just to kind of hook people to the new album, get those downloads up from all the eyes on the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, going back to the over under songs, let's let's lean over, guys. So uh, we got this text and, and this person did not give us a name. Um, Lil John has been at Soundcheck all week. Hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Is it though? I think it's like obvious Little John's gonna be on stage. Well, he's not the betting favorite. That's Alicia Keys. So I mean Ooh. so there you go. Okay, Boffa, I wanted to ask you one more before we get out of here. Um yeah. we talked about Taylor Swift. How about her boyfriend? Um, Travis Kelsey. I I wanna say the receiving line that I've seen is like 70 and a half yards. You've got some intel on tight ends at the Super Bowl. Guys, I don't believe a tight end has had multiple 100-yard games in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's tough to get back there. Uh, Travis Kelsey has done it once uh, in his career. I think he kind of is, he might be on a mission where he has a big game, and I think he, even if he doesn't hit it, he will want to hit that milestone, be the only tight end to get 100-plus receiving yards in, in, uh, twice in a Super Bowl. So I would go over his total. Uh, whatever that is, if it's in like the 70 to 80 yard range, whatever. But I would also lean if there's a prop, uh, Travis Kelsey to have a hundred yard plus game receiving. I would uh, I would lean that as well. That That's would be nice. That would be nice and juiced. But think about it. You know, uh, Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. Gronk. Mm-hmm. Like there's been on some great teams, some great tight ends get to multiple Super Bowls. So the fact that you know you're not reaching over 100. When you get there, um, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, okay, quick one, uh, two two quick ones before we before we go. Favorite Super Bowl food? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. I mean, it's so many good nachos is great. I'm I'm hosting a little shindig myself. Uh, we're just going to do some pizzas and wings. It's not going to be anything too crazy. Just you know, some some solid uh, tied tested and true foods here for the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, nachos are great. Pizza is always great. And uh, one year somebody made a baked uh, mac and cheese, which was tremendous. So uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, we've had that one. Okay, prediction for Sunday. (sighs) I've been uh, I've been going back and forth on this guys, but uh, I don't know, I just feel like everything I just feel like everything is kind of coming up Chiefs here again. I, I just I believe in Mahomes. I believe in Kelsey based on what I just told you with that stat. Um, maybe it's just too easy to say that they have the championship pedigree, and that's why I'm going with it. But, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't their first rodeo, and uh, I think i got to lean Chiefs. All right. All great info. You, I love it. What a segment. You did great work today, Buffo. I, I appreciate it. I'm more confident in uh, in some of that halftime knowledge than I am uh, my pick of the game. So. I, I'm more confident in your halftime knowledge than I am in mine, so I will probably lean in your favor. Uh, listen, pal, thanks a lot for doing this. Enjoy the game on Sunday, all right? Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There he goes, Mark Boffo, producer here, uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan. I just got this note from another one of the producers here at Sportsnet 590, the fan, Jeff Azaparty, oh. who you know. What says I'll gotta say? He now. says also a few bucks on Travis as MVP. Did you know there's a fan element of voting for MVP now? About twenty percent. He's gonna lock that down. So give them the advantage. He I gets mean, all the Swifties. That's that's not a bad idea. 
Because my issue with Travis Kelsey being MVP is his success is Mahomes' success. If Travis Kelsey goes off for two TDs and 150, Mahomes is getting all those yards as well, unless Kelsey's rushing uh, a touchdown. But the fan voting piece is... It's a very interesting little detail. Nice little wrinkle. This, this is going to be Yao Ming at the All-Star game. <laughs> Uh, a thank you to Jeff as a party for that one. Um, we got to take a break, but before we go, Donovan, thanks to our friends at Pizza Nova for dropping off lunch for the crew today. Just a reminder that today is National Pizza Day. Celebrate with Pizza Nova and make it a weekend filled with pizza. Make sure to score big with their pizza, chicken wings, wedges, and more to complete your game day feast. Don't wing it and order ahead. Taste the difference. With Pizza Nova. Oh, uh, ready for Super Bowl right now. Yeah, no kidding. Getting a little hungry. I'm, gonna, I'm looking for that pizza. Yeah, it's actually. right there. Oh, it's there. You see it? Uh, it's right there. Oh, I can't. I got something in the way. I can't see it. They deliver it on time, like Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, I like it. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. And, uh, well, yeah, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. What else is going on? NFL honors are done. More of that when we come back. Matt Marchese, Donovan Bennett. This is the Fan Checkdown on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's the Fan Checkdown on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Matt Marchese, Donovan Bennett with you here. I got a text from a, a buddy, my buddy Mark. Not Mark Boffel. Um, another buddy, Mark. And he's like, can you stop making the Super Bowl about Taylor Swift? I'm the last person that wants to do that. You said it was your buddy, Mark. Hey, Mark, listen, just <laughs> so you know, coming out on sportsnet.ca Uh-oh. today, I have a video essay, a full four plus minutes on the Taylor Swift effect. <laughs> just for you, you <laughs> hater. I, I don't even know that he hates Taylor Swift. I mean, I, no, he hates love, right? That's what that's what it is. Uh, he might. I don't know. Um, he's happily married. It's a real life rom com, Mark. It really is. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the game. <laughs> Gone like thirty nine minutes. I haven't spoken really about the game. When you look at this matchup, a lot of people question the defensive prowess of the San Francisco Forty ers in this game and being able to defend Patrick Mahomes because. All of a sudden, the run defense hasn't been very good. And the secondary, after losing Talanoa Hufanga, has not been very good. When I, when I think about this edition of the Kansas City Chiefs and going up against this secondary, part of me thinks that that matters less because I don't see the Kansas City receivers being a problem. I don't think that they are so drastically better than the guys that they are going up against that it's going to be a game where Patrick Mahomes throws for 300 yards. Cause if, cause I feel like if Patrick Mahomes is throwing for 300 yards, they might actually be losing that game. I don't think he has to throw for 300 yards, but if he starts a game 10 for 10 again, if he is over 50% on third down again, I think that's a problem. Everything that you just said, you could say it was true. The dolphins game first round of the bills game, the second round of the Ravens game, in the third round, yet the Chiefs are still here, as Patrick Mahomes likes to scream. This is why, for me, both 
matchups are fascinating in terms of Chiefs offense versus Niners defense and, and vice versa, and the coordinators specifically, especially given two weeks. But when you talk about Mahomes in the offense versus Steve Wilkes in that defense, the interesting thing to me is that the Niners disguise what they do defensively, specifically with cloud coverages, the third least in the league. If you're going to give Patrick Mahomes the answers to the test, already against the defense who had a lot of disguise, we saw him at the line of scrimmage, pointing out the Mike linebacker, changing protections. If you're going to give him the answers to the test, I just think you're in for a long day. And the Niners' best player, Nick Bosa, I wonder if he's in a spin cycle in that Andy Reid in the run game is so creative that they'll design plays where they use the strength against you. You're, you have a great get-off. You want to rush upfield? We're going to go inside you. We're going to option you. We're going to screen to your side, go the other way, to calm down your pass rush moves. So you find a scenario where we have a, a great and talented player. Well, he's somewhat nullified. We can't stop the run. We can't, we can't expect Chase Young to set the edge because he just chases the ball. And then in, in the secondary, we maybe don't have the overwhelming uh, matchup as you might think when you look at this on paper. I, I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. So when we look at the other side and Brock Purdy, you know, second-year quarterback going up against what has been the best defense in these playoffs, you could make the argument they've been the best defense all around in football all season. They've been incredible. Um, in a year where... Patrick Mahomes in this offense, they scored over 30 points once. Like, that's not a typical Chiefs offensive season. And yet, with one of the youngest defenses in the NFL, Steve Spagnuolo has done a fantastic job. Now, I, I was asked this question about the San Francisco offense and Brock Purdy in particular being able to keep up with the Chiefs if they get down. I don't think that Kansas, I don't think that, that San Francisco can go down by more than 10 points in this game. Because if you give Steve Spagnolo a 10-point-plus lead, I think he can unleash whatever the heck he wants. And they're going to, you know, you talk about putting Nick Bosa in a spin cycle. They may put Brock Purdy in a spin cycle if they get down too quickly. And that's not a shot against Brock Purdy. Because I am not of the opinion that Brock Purdy is, you know, somehow this magical product of Kyle Shanahan. I think Brock Purdy has elite characteristics he's just been put in a situation where yes he has good talent around him but also like this guy has played like a year and a half worth of football in the nfl this is a player that was not supposed to be anywhere near the nfl and has put up these types of numbers as the quarterback of the san francisco 49ers yes with good weapons but he was the last pick in the draft he wasn't supposed to be here this quickly and yet here he is in a super bowl and like i made the point he probably could have been in the Super Bowl last year had his elbow not fallen off, right? So I don't want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, in my brain, limit Brock Purdy and his capabilities against a good defense. I'm just saying that you can't go down that much early because of the, off of the defensive genius that's on the other side of the football. This is the matchup that, to me, decides the game. I agree. And it's strength versus strength, strength versus a movable object. The best tackling team in the NFL in terms of getting people on the ground, Kansas City Chiefs. The best tackle-breaking team, best team in terms of yards after catch, outside of Kansas City, actually. Uh, but that's mainly because uh, Patrick Mahomes' depth of target is, has been so short this year, is 
the San Francisco 49ers. So you have Trent McDuffie, who doesn't miss tackles, going up against Debo Samuel, who falls forward all the time. What's the rub? What do you do with LeJarrius Sneed? Do you put him on the X and Brandon Ayuk? Do you move him inside on Debo Samuel? In terms of personnel, does Kyle Shannon go with big packages and try to make it a, a bit of a mauler street fight. If you do that, though, you're bringing those corners closer to the box, which makes it easier for them to disguise when they blitz and have those exotic blitzes. So many chess moves in this matchups because there are so many talented players on this side specifically. I think, to be honest, the key to the game is not Brock Purdy. It's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And what they do with him, part of having this Corvette is, man, we want to get him out on the routes. We want to throw him the ball. We want to have him do an edge runs. Okay, that's good. But if you're going empty sets, if he's coming out of the out of the backfield, then Steve Smagnola is saying, oh, great. I, I know you have five to protect. Now I'm bringing those blitzes and bringing more than you can block. And so that almost plays into their hands. We saw the Lions, who were set up similarly defensively, have great success early. I think the difference is, the Chiefs just have better players defensively than the Lions do. But schematically, they're they're very similar. So I, I think this is the matchup that determines the game. And Spagnola takes Chris Jones and George Koloftis and gets them away from Trent Edwards and goes to the right side of the Niners' offensive line, which has really struggled, and said, you guys go to work and, and make a highlight tape. And again, using the strength against you, Trent Edwards is amazing. Trent Williams. Sorry, you're, Trent, 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 Trent. you're bringing, you're giving me PTSD of watching Trent Edwards quarterback the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> Trent, Trent Williams is amazing, but uh, you know, if if you're not actually bringing the blitzes to his side, then uh, that nullifies some of his power. I, yeah, I I can see this game, and maybe it's because I've had two weeks to overthink it, but I can see this game playing out in so many different ways, which is why I actually think you talk about going down. 10-0, 14-0. The 15-play script from each coordinator is so, so key in terms of having success with those plays and setting a framework for what's going to happen moving forward based off of the looks you're getting. Yeah, and and I mean, you're right. I think we have had a little... This is the, this is the issue with the two weeks. Or you do have too much time to break it down. However, having said that, you we were you know we have time to actually look at the little nuances of each of these teams. The one matchup that I'm very curious about is Travis Kelsey and who covers Travis Kelsey on the San Francisco side of the ball. Who like, would it be for you? I honestly don't know because like having small, like we've seen safeties and corners try and cover Travis Kelsey, like nickel corners and it never works. But do you really want to be taking, you know, a guy like Fred Warner out of the middle of your defense to keep an eye on Travis Kelsey? Like I don't. So that's where like, I, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be one guy. I think it's going to be multiple. And I think Steve Wilkes is going to have to get very creative with how he goes up against his team. But I also do feel like if you can shut Travis Kelsey down, let let them beat you with Rasheed Rice or Marquez valdez Cantlay, even Isaiah Pacheco. Like, let them beat you with those guys. But don't let Travis Kelsey be the reason why you get beat. We saw towards the end of this year, teams say, ah, you know what? We're not going to reputation double-team Kelsey anymore. 
a bit washed. Rice is the real issue. We'll leave him alone. How did that turn out? Not well. <laughs> not, not well. It didn't have a great game against Miami, but certainly against Buffalo, against the Ravens, that wasn't where. I, I'm with you. I'm doubling Kelsey it, wherever he is. I'm putting Ward, and I'm saying you are playing against Rice, and hopefully you're a pro bowler. You win that matchup. And then I say to everyone else, like, do your yeah, job. Good, good, yeah, good luck. And that's how I would handle it uh, from that perspective. So we'll see. We, you're right. We we do overanalyze it. But I actually, I, I, for me, I think it's binary. In a big game, who's got the better defense? Who's got the better quarterback? To me, both things come up, Chiefs. It's not, it's not an inaccurate statement. Like, I mean, it may be something as simple as that. It really might. It's time now for for BetSlip, brought to you by ProLine Plus, the only sportsbook where 100% of the profits go back to Ontario. And for this one, Donovan, uh, we're going to talk about the ProLine Plus Super Bowl 58 props contest. So in this, uh, only residents of Ontario, um, contest closes February 11, 2024 20, at 6 p.m., must be 19 plus, no purchase necessary. Um, it's the prop contest that, you know, we've been talking about throughout the week. You and I are going to fill out props card. Ready? Let's do it. All right. How long will the national anthem be? Over or under? 86 and a half seconds. Over. Not close. This is your time to shine. I agree. So I'm going over. Uh, will Taylor Swift be shown on TV during the national anthem? Ooh. You know what? I'm going to say no. Really? I think they're going to they're gonna wait to play that card. They know they're going to be scrutinized on how often they show her. It's going to be players singing the anthem. It's going to be jets flying above. I'm going to say no. I'm going yes. Okay. They can't get enough of Taylor Swift on this broadcast. I think they, I think they wait. What will the opening result of the coin toss be, heads or tails? And I also don't even know if she'll be in her seat by then. Oh, she, she's going to be plenty of time. Don't you worry about that. Getting into a Super Bowl event is like four knocks. What was the last one? Heads or tails, the op- the result of the opening coin toss. You know tails never fails. Yeah, I'm going tails too. Uh, lots of agreements here. As if, like, can we just say, people bet on a lot of things that are dumb. Like, betting on something that literally is 50-50. Yeah. Is, I mean, hey, with this, you could win a trip to uh, Super Bowl. It's not 50- even an exciting bet. Like, you can't even, like... <laughs> Track the coin in the air. Like, oh, it's an, ex- tails, tails, tails. It's an exciting bet, Don. You're Is just it? not enough of a degenerate. That's all. <laughs> uh, who will win the opening coin toss, San Francisco or Kansas City? Another ridiculous thing to bet on. But we're having fun. I am going to say, I'm going to say Kansas City. San Francisco is just going to claim that it's rigged. Okay, I'm going San Francisco. Will the first offensive play be a pass or a run? Run. They're yeah. going to set the tone. Which team will score first, San Francisco or Kansas City? Ooh. Um, I mean, I think Kansas City's going to score more, so I'm going to say Kansas City. Okay, I'm going to go San Francisco. Will the total are you tracking this? Or is, is I'm one keeping, of going to win. I'm keeping mind. I know where your I know where your okay. where your loyalties lie. Uh, will the total combined points in the first quarter be odd or even? Uh, odd. I'm going even. See, we're disagreeing on a lot. This should be very simple. Will the total combined points in the first half be odd or even? Odd. I'm going even. How many songs will Usher play during the halftime show? Over, under, eight and a half. Over. Thank you, Bafo. 
Uh, we got to go kind of quick here. Length of the longest field goal yards over 50 and a half, under 50 and a half. Over. Yeah, I agree. Will Isaiah Pacheco get a touchdown? Yes. Yep. Will Christian McCaffrey get a touchdown? Of course. Yep. Will Travis Kelsey get a touchdown? Yes. Will Debo Samuel get a touchdown? Yes. <laughs> We're going all the same here. Will either team score in the last two minutes of the game? Tight Ooh, one. Yeah, I think so. Me too. Will there be a defensive or special team touchdown scored? No. I agree. Who will win Super Bowl 58? The Kansas City Swifties. I'm going San Francisco. How many total combined points will be scored? Over or under 46 and a half? Over. I would go over 50. I think it's going to be high scoring too. Uh, color of the Gatorade poured on the winning coach. Water clear or clear, red, purple, or pink, orange or blue, yellow or green. So orange and blue are the same. Yellow or green, red, purple, or pink are the same. Water and clear are the same. Water or clear. Okay. I'm going orange or blue. Uh, will the Super Bowl MVP be a quarterback? Of course it will. I'm going to say yes, it will be because San Francisco is going to win. I'm entering my picks. Uh, You can check all that out. ProLinePlusProps.ca. Again, must be 19 years of age or older, an Ontario resident. Contest closes uh, this Sunday, September the 11th at 6 p.m. That was Bet Slip brought to you by ProLine Plus, the only sportsbook where 100% of the profits go back to Ontario. Quick prediction score. 27-23. Kansas City Chief. That's funny because I had the exact same score, but in reverse. Okay. Well, San Francisco, 27-23. Thanks to Lance Donovan, Matt Marchese here. Bye.